Hello, listeners. My name is Russ Shaw. This is Punk Theology, the podcast. PunkTheology.net. Come check us out. And this, you're listening to Season 3, Episode 17. It is a continuation of the conversation about survival panic. You're listening to the Punk Theology Podcast. This would be Season 3. Continuing on. Here we go. It's a little late for tears, isn't it, Barbara? Even though you didn't know it was going to happen today, you've still had your whole life to prepare for it. Of course, you've gotten into the habit of not being prepared. And now it's a little late, isn't it? You're a creature of habit, Barbara. We all are. Unfortunately, not all of your habits are good ones. This was how your day started. Started wrong. Shut up! Hey guys, welcome to Theology. We got abruptly cut off because of Zoom 45 minute limit. <laughs> so, we'll achieve part two continuation of uh, Survival Panic. May. How you guys doing? How are you holding up? Everyone's saying that. I might as well throw it out. Yeah. I'm actually doing a lot better than I was. Uh, I took a whole week off two weeks ago, and that helped a lot. And I kind of settled into rhythm a little bit. The nice weather helps. I got to go actually go work outside and run an excavator for a couple hours today. And that made things feel a little bit normal again. And... I drove down to Kent at 7.30 in the morning and got there in 52 minutes. <laughs> and then I drove back from Kent up to Everett at 4 p.m. and it took me 56 minutes. Wow. And it was awesome. Yeah. Like, yeah. like that, that, I, that. That I love. Yeah, it was so nice. Like almost yeah. made it worth it. Yeah. Of like, <laughs> yeah. okay, if we could figure out how to keep people home yeah, like like if we really do embrace the work from home thing and it fixes traffic, this whole thing will have been worth it just for that. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah, but good Lord, if you go, like, all the... good Lord if you have to go to the bathroom. Yeah. Because <laughs> there ain't nothing open. I mean, let yeah. you go in. No, it does. Uh, that does. There is some a little higher anxiety there, but. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I've been drinking a lot of water and a lot of my places, you know, Starbucks was usually my, my go to. Yeah. You know, Starbucks or, or uh, the hospital, you know, I just run in there and use them. But nope, can't. Sorry. Pinch it off. My go-to is usually grocery stores because people are less likely to notice that you didn't buy anything. <laughs> That's a good point. <laughs> yeah, doing a, the Lyft driving, man, that was a big one. Like you had to find somebody, you know, a place to use the bathroom where you were screwed. And yeah, restaurants were always a big one. Yeah, man. I don't know. Well, it, they're okay if you know where they are. Yeah. You know, like a restaurant. Like Denny's was pretty safe because you you knew where, well, if there's any Denny's out anymore. Because you knew where they were. McDonald's, they started locking them down. Wendy's is locking them down. Yeah. You got to go ask for code. Yeah. Depends on where you are. If you're in Bellevue, sometimes they're not locked down. But yeah, you're in a in a tougher part of town. They're almost always locked down. Yeah. Well, I'm yeah, slowly a, getting back to normal. I get customers opening back up again. Oh, that's good. 
the Angel of Winds Casino, it's not isn't yeah, my it's customer. Happened. They are packed. Yeah. They are lining <laughs> up there early. And tribal police is turning them away because they're limited to 50% capacity. Yeah. yeah. But I heard today that the uh, Tulalips is going to open uh, at the uh, first of next month, June 1. Okay. There's just too much money to be made. Yeah. And they've been yeah, paying all the furloughed workers. You know, for listeners who don't know, we, we have this casino, you know, a couple of Indian casinos in our area, and one of them opens up, you know, and the traffic, so it's rural, like this, this Indian casino is no, out no. there, it sticks, and there's like a two-lane road from the freeway, it's like three miles or something like that to this casino, Yeah, and they were showing on the news just this line of cars going all the way. There's a dude on Facebook that that lives out there. Like he's just trying to, right. that guy, be trying to get home, you know. Yeah. And, and they're just sitting in the friggin' traffic for an hour just to get from the freeway to his house. Like that would that would be horrible, man. People are weird. People yeah. are Emerald, really weird. Emerald Queen opened today too. What then? Emerald, Emerald Queen. Queen Casino. Yeah. That's yeah, but big, it's going to be interesting to see what the next couple of weeks look like. Yeah. If we get another big spike. Yeah, I was, I mean, some stuff seems like it's going to be okay. Doing construction today seemed totally fine. Yeah. Like we all wore masks. Nobody made a big deal about it. We did a pretty good job of keeping distant from each other. Uh, yeah, it wasn't difficult at all. Um, but, uh, but yeah, there's some, like the casino, like I just can't see how that's going to end well. <laughs> that just... <laughs> Like every other machine is turned on, but it just it just limits how many people can go in there. People yeah. outside in line. Do they they probably don't have mandatory mandatory masks either, huh? They do. Oh, they, they do. do. Oh, yes, well, that'll help. Yeah, that'll help. That should that should help. Yeah. Okay. And Angel of the Winds uh, eliminated smoking, so you can't smoke in there either. So they spray you down prison style with Lysol when you they take your temperature when you walk in. Yeah, they a little mask you up, and then. Uh, it, like it is every other, every other uh, pull slot machine. I can't remember. I don't think they're open. They're not all. All their uh, games aren't open. Okay. It's a limited scale, but God, people are just so freaking hungry to get out. Yeah. And interact, you know, and just gamble. But man, like, I hope they clean those machines like crazy after someone leaves one. Like yeah, my whole yeah. thing is like I like to go sit at a machine and play it for like two or three pulls. And if I'm not feeling it, I'll get up and go use another machine. Yeah. yeah. And uh, that wouldn't work. Well, would it be rude if you brought your own wipes in? Yeah, you know, I don't know. I don't because some of those machines are really touchy as of what you can spray on. Yeah, that's true. You know, so yeah. it'll be interesting. They probably. I'm assuming they have. You know, every aisle's just got a person sitting there waiting to oh, disinfect yeah. stuff. Yeah, but, I think I don't think the restaurants are open either. Yeah, it's such a funny thing. Like all the stuff you can do in that casino, you can do from your computer at home. Yeah, <laughs> that's like, true. Like you're just sitting in front of another computer, basically. Well, the governor uh, legalized sports gambling now yeah. here in Washington State, so that'll be interesting. Yeah. I wonder if, if Tulalip, like during this time, like had the construction crew in there, like putting together a. Uh, so if you go to Vegas, like they have their own section for sports games. Yeah, you know, yeah, like it's its own thing. Yeah, people watching horse racing or whatever it is. Horse racing's back too. Like uh, some of the horse, the horse race track, Emerald uh, 
Downs is without fans, but they get a certain percentage of the purse, you know, and the take and the sports betting. So that'll help keep them in business, hopefully. But yeah, I think that's most is people just want a distraction. Yeah. You know, um, and that's one of the nice things. I mean, I think I hit the shitter last uh, Monday. I was just, it was, I was it. I mean, I blew up here. I was throwing F bombs and just, and it was something that didn't really, it wasn't, it wasn't worthy of, of my response, but I was just so frustrated with everything, you know, frustrated that I'm stuck in the damn house for most of the day, except for taking the dog out. Although I did start going down back down to the port of Everett um, Saturday morning and walking, which is hilarious because you have the full gamut of people and their COVID fears um, runners running with those masks, not the, yeah you know, the kind that you pull up around your ears and yeah. and they'll pull them up when they see me coming. And I walk, you know, I'm, I give them way, you know, I'll give them 10, 15 feet. Now they still pull that sucker up and you got the old timers with their bandanas pulled down around their faces. And it, it's pretty cool, but nobody will talk to you. I mean, not, well, not nobody, but a lot of people won't even talk, you know, so don't, don't make eye contact with me because I'm not talking to you. It's just weird. Just watching people's reactions. There is yeah, a last thing. Monday. There was a thing on the radio today. Some lady was talking about going to the Port of Everett, and that's like her spot to go when she needs to get out of the house. And she'll just sit in her car, yeah, down by the water. And there's, yep. and I remember being down there. I went down there with my daughter a couple of weeks ago because we just had to get out of the house and yep. do something. And there was a bunch of people, and they were pretty distant from each other, but you could tell they were just sitting in their car hanging out. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it's a fairly popular spot for that. And it's nice. Usually, usually down there on the weekends, I'm down there by eight. And I actually, I'm out of there by eight. I took my dog down for the first time Saturday. And we saw maybe two or three other people early. Yeah. But if you go in the afternoon, like, it'd probably be pretty crowded down there this afternoon. Just because the weather's nice. I did a bunch of yard work today because it was finally, you know, dry enough. The grass got dry enough for me to cut it, you know, and got out there and. And that felt good just to get out of the house and in the sun and and do that. The last two days have been kind of kicking around in the house. And like there's these times where I feel like, you know, I should get up in the morning and just drink some coffee and I don't know, read or study. Like there's this version of me over here that is doing the things that I should or ought to be doing. Right. And we've talked about that before, but I feel it lately, you know. Like I want to be this guy who's kind of disciplined, you know, and he's, he's up early and he's, you know, he's calculating out his day and he's going to get some shit done today or whatever, even if it's watching TV or something. But, but the part of me just wants to lay in bed until 11, which is pretty much my wife and I got out of bed at like 10 o'clock this morning, you know, and, and that's been kind of the thing since Friday. Um, just getting up, going to the bathroom, you know, sex, there's that, but you know, I, it's been not, not productive, which is okay, but it, it just feels like it, like you're just talking about Steve, when you're talking about that frustration and walking around, mm-hmm. like my wife goes, you're swearing a little usual. <laughs> like, are, are you all right? Like, are you frustrated? Like what's going on? But I think that's part of it is that I don't know if I'm disappointed in myself 
I am. Or I'm just out of rhythm. I, I don't know. No, I think it's a little of all that. I know it is for me. Yeah. Panic. Yeah. The, well, I used to have panic attacks as a kid. Um, speaking of panic. And I didn't really know what they were. Uh, and, and today I've had them as an adult, but not as much. Um, but it's weird how you can feel that thing kind of creeping up on you from behind, you know, it's almost like when you're walking Steve and you like, mm -hmm. what's that, you know? Yeah. So I've also been using a lot of my tools, you know, I email with a friend and talking about that, my, uh, breathing, you know, meditation, stopping and just laying in bed, putting headphones on, listening to one of those kind of YouTube sort of, you know, 10 minute tracks, even if it's guided, I don't usually do guided meditations. I like the music and certain frequencies and vibrations, if you will. Um, but I've had to discipline myself to do that. It's a choice, right? Is yeah. it a choice? Like there's a rhythm and then there's like, this, I have to make a choice on whether I'm going to go fucking nuts <laughs> and and start to sink into that panic attack mode or am I going to, I guess I'm old enough now to know my rhythms. I don't know. What, what do you guys, you guys experience any of that? Yeah. It's, I mean, that's what I worked on with my therapist for a year. I mean, the big <laughs> thing that she kept saying over and over again was, you know, working on uh, choosing your thoughts. Mm. Um, it's funny that you brought up the panic attack thing in the kid. Cause I just relived just kind of randomly a couple of days ago. Uh, I remember I went to Boy Scout camp and, and I had been there the year before and had a great time. But uh, that time I went, something just was off and I just started, I like, I got just super freaked out and, and I couldn't, turn it off for hours at a time where I would just almost, you know, completely shut down and couldn't function. Um, uh, yeah. Like racing thoughts, worst case scenarios running through my head, like super obsessive focused on it. Um, and you know, my, my parents and I just kind of explained it away as being homesick, which was part of the factor of what was going on. But you know, I hadn't really connected that with being with like, no, that was a physiological response to, to some irrational fear. Yeah. And I'd had moments like that in the past. Uh, but that was like, like an entire week. And I think it was probably like nine days where I just could not shut it off. Uh, I had a few nights where I would shiver and, I was kind of cold, but not cold enough to be like shivering, right. but I would get this shiver about me. And I remember I came in one night I went out, I was outside and it wasn't that cold out there, but I came in and we were sitting there watching TV and I was just, I was sort of shaking. And, uh, you know, my wife's like, are, are you cold? <laughs> you know, I go, not really, like, not, not that I should be shivering like I am, but yeah, that was one of those things where I had to, you know, I had to, all right, am I just, what is this, you know, and, and taking stock, a lot of it's my, my breath, you know, just getting that, I am so used to, for most of my life, just having short breaths when I'm mm -hmm. stressed. Yeah, I do the same thing. Yeah, and, and just 
when I started breathing, I, I felt the shivers went away and stuff. Almost like it felt like having way too much caffeine, even though it was nighttime and, you know, it was weird. But yeah, I, I resonate. <laughs> I feel you. How are you? you? Anything weird like that going on? No, you know, I, I just, I woke up a little, this morning I did wake up a little uh, anxious, but um, I just, I've noticed that I, and that's why I'm drinking water tonight. I just noticed I've been drinking way, way more, you know, as opposed to one, I've been drinking three or four bottles of beer a night and I'm like, I don't do that. Mm. You know, and it is that, just that disconnect. You know, just, I don't want to feel, you know, I don't want to think about what it could be. I don't want to think about what might happen. I just want to, and I think we talked about this. I think we talked about this that first night. Didn't we at your place, Derek, about the fear of the unknown, mm-hmm. you know, and that, that to me has always been a biggie. Yeah. You know, what might happen. I don't really dwell on it as much as I, I, I think about how dark it could go. So I guess I do kind of dwell with it. You know, what if this thing, what if this thing continues on to 2021, you know, as far as economic crapper, you know, that, yeah. or here's where I go is that the casino, which is my, by far my largest account comes back next month and they're not buying from us. They, they're buying from somebody else again. And I'm like, Oh, sh-. you know, I had nothing to base that on, but does that's where I go. Yeah. So tra- up, uh, most of the stuff we worry about doesn't happen. No, it doesn't. <laughs> Statistically. Right. But yeah. Well, what we last Monday night, I uh, got together on Zoom with five college buddies. We were all in each other's weddings. Um, our kids all knew each other. We play. Uh, we'd go over to Spokane and for Hoop Fest and hang out um, for that week. And we did a Zoom meeting last Monday night, and that was really good. We were spread out all over. Um, my wife's brother's in Spokane. Um, one of my buddies is in South Africa. Another's over in uh, Kitsap. One's in Phoenix. And it was just fun to get together and reconnect. Like, we'd spend that week together. We'd drink and smoke cigars and laugh and outside and just get, you know, our families all be together. And it was good to connect with them. And that, I think that helped you know, just to get some semblance of connecting. Yeah. I've been spending a lot more time talking with my siblings. I actually had a phone conversation with my sister for almost two and a half hours, which is probably the longest conversation we've ever had. Like I was sitting like, like by a long shot. Wow. Um, which was interesting. Um, I kind of, yeah, fucked the whole thing up later because some fairly intense stuff came up and then I, yeah, I kind of, I, that wasn't over phone, that was over text. And I don't know how to comfort people over text. Oh, gotcha. <laughs> and, I, and then I kind of panicked and fucked up, so I had to apologize for that. Um, but, uh, but yeah, it was really good. It was a good conversation. It was really nice to connect with her. Yeah. Wow, that's that's pretty cool. That's big. 
Derek's sister was on the show. I've interacted with her on Facebook. She, yeah, she's one of our regular listeners. She'll probably listen to this one. She listens to most of them. Yeah. Well, yeah. I, I don't have... I haven't been talking to my family. You know, I can't get near my mom. She's 87. Mm-hmm. I did go over to Mother's Day and I stayed out on the road. I went up and I bought her a card and put flowers on the front porch and then stayed out. And uh, my brother was out in the yard working and I said, hey, tell mom I'm out front and mom's hard of hearing. So that was really fun. I was yelling across the yard and everybody was appreciating it. <laughs> but I, we've, we've, my wife and I talked in it when my, uh, the only reason we get together now is for my mom. Yeah. Family. So when my mom passes away, I'm not going to, I'm not going to make a ton of effort. I mean, I, that's one of the things I think is you go through these kind of situations when there's more uh, intensity and pressure, you start seeing some stuff. And I just realized how fucked up my whole upbringing has been, you know, that just, you don't, we never talked about what we're feeling. So I never understood what I was feeling. I just felt it and then would react out of it. Yeah. But that was my dad. My dad was, my dad wouldn't, no, I don't think I heard one time my dad tell me what he felt, except that he was mad at me. Yeah, that's hard. That's it's a kind of emotional abuse, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. and I, I just pray I haven't screwed my kids up too badly. <laughs> me too. You know, they talk to me, call yeah. me all the time, so that's always good. But yeah, it's like I don't know how they're as normal as they are. <laughs> Yeah, man. Have me for a dad. Family. The family's tough. I tried to call my stepmom. My mom's no longer with us. Um, so I tried to call my stepmom. She didn't answer. And she hasn't called me back, which is kind of weird and, and, and ironic. Um, but, yeah, they, my dad and her live in Arizona. I think my dad got a new phone and forgot to give me the, the number or something. I don't know. They're getting up there. Um, but... Yeah, family this time. Yeah, that's a that's an interesting one as far as survival panic goes. Is because family is sort of who you lean on when when you got nobody else, right? Mm-hmm. And how people connect with family over Zoom. It's funny that Zoom is just this sort of silly video conference, but it takes a little extra effort, right? Like you got to take a time out and set a schedule and get an email link and all that. Um, but yeah, it's, it's weird how the people you want to see, you'll make the zoom effort. <laughs> right. Yeah. I was trying to get Skype working cause I didn't want to pay for zoom, but. Did Skype you get a discount was... code for it? Yeah, I did. I actually, the one that, that you were talking about, it was it expired today. Oh, but I found another one. CNN had one of all things. CNN had <laughs> Zoom coupons on their website. Just did a Google search. Like, oh, okay. Yeah, that's what my daughter, she's the one who told me about it. She Google discounts everything. I'm like, no. Yeah. That's crazy. Well, I uh, bought that computer uh, a couple of days ago. And right before I hit buy or hit the, you know, the pay button, I was like, I wonder if there's any... Uh, you know, coupons or anything. So I did a search and I got $160 off oh, just, from, just from doing a search. Like, oh man. 
Yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah, one Google search. Yep. Surviving. Yeah, I was thinking about like these survival shows, you know, and how they, you know, or like the show Survivor where you put a bunch of people on an island and they have to, you know, get along and they do alliances and stuff. But they're also trying to like cook food and not get eaten by bugs and shit like that. I was, it's funny you bring that up because I was just thinking about that on the way down to Kent today yeah. about how disappointed the preppers must be. <laughs> like, like, right. The whole idea of prepper is everybody else is going to die and suffer and be miserable. Like that's, that's half of the appeal. Right. Is that you're the smart one. And, and then everybody else is a bunch of fucking idiots. And like, this is the worst pandemic we've seen, like the worst, yeah, global crisis we've seen in, you know, in our lifetime, like, right? three generations, maybe, right? Yeah. And, uh, and most people are fine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, right. like, yeah, they're not, they're, you know, but no, very few Americans are totally starving to death and, mm. you know, and foraging for food or any of that shit. Like, that's yeah. not what's going on. Yeah, there was a few weeks ago, especially around here that, and in the East Coast too, all these, you know, these plants that make food or package meat, you know, where a bunch of people are getting sick and then they close down the plant. Everybody's talking about shortages and no, not really. <laughs> I just went down to the grocery store today and my wife's been on this special diet and eating a lot of chicken. So she was gone today with her, her folks and I was, you know, I'm going to well, get the thing about the food chain well. is, I mean grain stores for a really long time yeah. and we got a shit ton of it so even if the meat goes away and the fresh fruit and vegetables go the way go away like we can just make bread for forever yeah like, we're not gonna die we're, no. gonna be, we're gonna be <laughs> like, okay we will be mildly inconvenienced for sure some people might be moderately inconvenienced yeah but yeah but nobody's i mean you know crazy shit happens but very few people are really going to feel this at a at an actual survival level, at a you know Mavlov's basic needs standpoint. You know, food, water, shelter, yeah. heat. Like like very few people are really going to suffer to the point where they you know uh, are worried about dying soon. Yeah. It's just the emotional kind of weight of it. Right. But yeah. it still fucking sucks. Not it. Yeah. Yeah. It's still no fun at all. Yeah. And it's sad how many people, you know, I've done volunteer work with addiction over the years and how many people are dying of drug overdoses right now, alcohol overdoses, suicide rates are up. Um, you know, people are drinking more. That's going to be a whole thing. Yeah. Probably, it'll probably take what eight to twelve months for that to really flush its way out. Yeah, but there's going to be a whole reckoning just with that. I had a thing a few weeks ago, like speaking of what Steve was talking about, and I don't drink the big stout beers as much anymore. I've been kind of on a diet with my wife. My wife, you know, I talked about that before, but she. So I'm I'm kind of drinking water too. I got my I got my Coors Light water. <laughs> <laughs> colored water I, yeah but i had you know i a, a few about a week ago i was like you know i need to stop 
drinking all together. I mean, and I, sometimes I sink into some of that. Like there's that 12 step kind of like, no, you need to abstain. And like just no more of that anymore. Cause you're an addict. You're kind of alcoholic Russ. Um, so then I'll pull back and I'll be like, you know, I know this sounds like denial. I go in 12 steppers. I go, Oh, Russ is in denial. But I really do have a more of a, a self-control kind of a approach to these things. And so I'll limit myself to how many drinks I'm going to have. And if I do overdo it, then, you know, why was that? That's taking time to go. All right. Why did you drink a 12 pack of light beer last night? <laughs> like that was a little excessive. And now you feel kind of, silly or you know sad in the morning and but yeah it's being honest with myself about that place as well um so uh, abstaining or you know a reasonable amount of self-control what, what do you what do you think about that steve i don't know like uh, yeah i that's one of the things i've always because i've also jumped off uh, i'm taking a Facebook hiatus. I didn't delete my account, but I deactivated it. Okay. Just because I was becoming so captured by everything. Yeah. Facebook is tough right now. Yeah. So I just say, you know, I just deactivated it. People are sending me notes. Hey, you okay, man? I haven't seen you. I go, yeah, I just taking a break. You know, I haven't deactivated or deleted it, but I just taking a break. Yeah. But you realize, and it's one of the things I think, you know, as, as we've been meeting, I'll ask, why am I doing that? You know, or what am I feeling? Uh, one of the things they're, they're showing or they're saying is that, you know, all these guys that have routines that keep them sober that they don't have, you know, they can't get together with their, with their uh, 12 step group or their support group or fill in the blank. And that's one of the things that it's starting to manifest itself because I think even at the grocery store, you run into people are just pissed off. Yeah. People hey, on the road, like people going the wrong direction, crazy. man. Like, sorry, I wasn't looking down the ground. I was, so I do get, I'm a little bit more aware now because you know, it's every other aisle. And I'm one of those anal guys that if I just want potato chips and they're at the end of the aisle, but it's the wrong direction, I'll go around and come down instead of just reaching in there. Unless of course I don't see anybody, but yeah, that's, you know, and, and I'll, I'll catch myself just not eating or I'll overeat. Mm. You know, for whatever. Yeah, me too. Yeah, I'm kind of, I mean, there's two things. One is like a, there's never, like, I kind of feel bad afterwards if I didn't at least indulge a little bit. Because there's no, like, right, like, this is like the perfect excuse. Yeah. Like, like, like a, a lot of day for right? months. <laughs> right. But like, like, and, but then there's a danger to that in that part of the reason or uh, a lot of the consequences, the natural consequences have been removed, right? Yeah. Like people aren't working as much like, so like socially the pressure and the, you know, everybody's kind of agreed, like, look, we don't care about how we look right now. We don't, you know, everybody's drinking a little bit more. Everybody's smoking a little bit more, just, you know, and it's kind of cool. And so that, that pressure to keep that social pressure to keep it together is just lower than it used to be. Yeah. Um, so finding that balance is a little tricky. Um, 
because I have enjoyed some of the times where I've just overindulged. Um, but but there's that edge there of not of and and there's been a couple of times where it's like, okay, that didn't feel good. Because yeah. um, I don't, I've lost a bit of the ideal of who I think I am a, as a person. Um, and, the, and, uh, and that's a little scary sometimes even. That's a little panicky yeah. when you have those moments of like, maybe I'm not as, maybe I, I'm not living up to the standards that I kind of have for myself and my identity uh, got a little bit damaged in that. So trying to be careful of that while also be being kind of forgiving in some circumstances. Yeah. It's a weird balance. Yeah. Giving yourself grace and being able to, you know, I'm just a person, you know, <laughs> do the best I can out here. You know, it's my first pandemic is everyone's first pandemic where we're all in this together. Right. Like that's, that's yeah. Those, I get so tired of hearing that. Yeah, <laughs> all the cliches are just yeah. And it seems like the the celebrities or the politicians are the big ones that say that. Yeah, and there's no, they're not. It's, how's it affecting them? You know, yeah, still getting a their haircut. It's a very different pandemic for them. Yeah, yeah that's exactly. been that's been fascinating to watch. Is there's been a pretty significant backlash at celebrities. Yeah, yeah. like culturally, there's been a lot of people that they're like, you know what, shut the fuck up. Like, yeah. We don't even yeah. want to hear from you. Yeah. Like you're on your yacht, right? Yep. And you've got your your servants and your yeah. And yeah. your fifty thousand square foot home and your fucking you know, forty acre ranch. And uh and a lot of us are not in the same scenario. So just shut up. Yeah. yeah. I yeah. I saw my wife and I were watching like Ryan and Kelly or something like that. And everyone's at home, you know. And then they'll drop in on a celebrity on Zoom or something like this. And then the and then the celebrity will say something like, well, it's not really different for me, you know, in between movies or whatever. Like, I have months off, sometimes years. Fuck you. I'm just hanging yeah. around my house anyway. Yeah. You know, yeah. this, is, this is just my life. And we're just like, fuck you, you know? <laughs> yeah. Well, that's why I like uh, Ricky Gervais or Gervais when he yeah. said at the, uh, you know, he told, his, he told the celebrity, just shut the fuck up. You don't know. You have no idea. Yeah. You've never worked a day in your life. So stop. Yeah, he is. He he just you know he's he sells it. Yeah, he's hilarious. Yeah, but that's like I saw that one uh, early on. Arnold Schwarzenegger was in his hot tub smoking his big cigar with his drink on his hand. Don't worry, we'll be all right. We're in this together. <laughs> no, you're not. Yeah, shut up. Oh man, and even the celeb- even the even the pro athletes. Yeah. You know, they're all bitching now that the baseball guys. They're bitching that their salary is going to be prorated. NBA <laughs> players are concerned that they're not going to get their next paycheck. Yeah, dude, you make three hundred million dollars in this guaranteed contract. There was a Shut Seahawks player, up. a Seahawks player who's involved in a fucking home invasion. Did you guys hear about that? Yeah, yeah it's Quentin Dunbar. What the fuck, man? Is, is it that bad? You're going to go <laughs> yeah. in somebody's house? Jeez. Yeah, what there was there five NFL players yesterday arrested? Yeah. On and Sunday. For a home invasion. Like yeah. what the yeah. fuck is that? Is that some kind of adrenaline thing or are you yeah. really well, hard for money? One of the most dangerous things on the planet is a bored young man. Yeah. yeah. It's like Idle yeah. hands are the devil's workshop. Yeah. <laughs> five. There's some shit to that. 
Yeah, that's what that's what I was just thinking. Yeah. Like I don't know, like John brought up the other day, like, can you imagine what would happen if we went through this and there wasn't such easy access to video games and pornography? <laughs> like, that's the shit that's keeping us safe right now. Oh like, man. a bunch of fucking horny young men with nothing to do. Would it like if this had taken place in the late eighties, like oh, yeah. the reach oh, would be man. a fucking disaster. Yeah. Like, I mean I they would have tortured apart. I feel bad for these guys that are living in apartments. Yeah. You know, okay. my daughter and son in law just they bought their home last March, just dodged it. I mean it's a year ago they've been in their house, but it's nice because she says even in this house, she says we'll start to get in each other. I go, I know it. Right here in the house. My youngest just moved out last weekend so it's just my wife and i again and even that's been huge but if or if this had been in the middle of the fucking winter yeah. where you couldn't get out oh god no yeah no and they they said the the talk lines suicide lines are more populated you know they're getting more calls than they have ever had yeah so it, i think yeah, because I a lot of us just that new reality and it, they don't know what to do with it you know, because they're faced with, who am I? Yeah. I think for me, one of the things I'm realizing is I'm not getting that feedback from my customer base every day. That's huge. Mm-hmm. You know, even if it's only two or three minutes, um, they'll email me now or they'll text me, but it's, it's just not the same as seeing their smiles, you know, catching up, how's your family, you know, how's your daughters, blah, blah, blah. And that's one of the things I'm realizing. And it's starting to come back because, like, today I was out, I saw four customers. I'll mask up when I go in their medical offices and more for the people that are in there. I don't know what they're going through, but yeah, it's that I not knowing how they fit in this new reality, this new normal, you know, a lot of people's going to have to reinvent themselves. Mm-hmm. I don't think, I don't honestly doubt it. I, you know, we talked about this too. I don't think it'll ever be back to where it was. No, it's in just, some ways it'll be, I mean, I was, yeah, again, thinking like, Driving to Kent without any traffic. Yeah. There's definitely going to be some nice parts of that. Yeah. But yeah, but there's definitely some stuff that'll, and I think that's what a lot of people, a lot of the really angry people are just kind of grieving that. Mm-hmm. Um, it's been really interesting watching the people that, um, that are the most angry and outspoken and think this is all hoax and that type of thing. Yeah. Um, there seems to be a, a very strong pattern. Uh, one is they lost their job and they can't go back to work until this is over. And and I get that, right? Like mm-hmm. they want, they want desperately to believe that this is a hoax. Um, Cause that would be good news. Yeah. Right. Um, if this is a bunch of bullshit and they can look like a badass hero while also getting back, you know, to something that looks like normal. Um, uh, that would be great, right? So their hope is is all in that. Um, and then the other one is just incredibly lonely people. Yeah. Uh, I talked to a guy the other day uh, on Facebook who who's like, yeah, very on the very extreme edge of extremism in terms of this is all fake and a hoax and that type of thing. Uh, and I just talked to him, you know, intelligently and respectfully and i didn't get angry and he was incredibly responsive yeah uh 
and and like conceded some pretty significant points um and kind of you know and, and and was really uh engaged and we talked for about an hour and i you know finished that and realized like 95 percent of your anger and frustration is the fact that you're just really lonely mm-hmm. um and uh yeah and you're not able to connect with people in a way that that you want to yeah, because the way we we've lived is taken away from us, and we got to blame somebody. You know, um, I, I'm actually going to like the idea of restaurants being less full. <laughs> that would be nice. Yeah, you know, go to a theater and uh, half full. Uh, go to you know six feet. Hey, I'm cool with that. You know, I, I've never been a big fan of elevators with a lot of people in them anyway. Yeah, Japanese culture is interesting because they are used to masks, you know, mm-hmm. like they don't, Right. They, they think it's weird that we don't, like we're fighting the masks, you know, it's like, why, <laughs> why if somebody, you know, especially Japan, because everything is so crammed together, yeah, if you have any kind of symptoms, you just put a mask on, it's sort of common courtesy in their culture. It's and, been like a 30-year fixture for them. Yeah, yeah. But for us, it's, I don't know if it's an American thing or um, no, no. Did you see that study on how men have such a hard, harder time wearing a mask than women? Uh, no. Because uh-uh. they perceive it as weak, mm. uh, apparently, which is funny. Um, but I even I feel some of that sometimes. Oh, I do. Um, yeah. Uh, but it's just such a weird thing. Like. And and first of all, like the first thing that I tell myself is, you're wearing a mask. Nobody knows who you are, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. Like, like who gives a shit if this person here thinks I'm a wimp? They don't know who I am because they can't see my face. Right. Like, yeah. Like, well, and, and like, you know, first of all, they're a stranger, so it doesn't really matter. Right. But then, yeah, like, like it doesn't matter at all because because they don't. Yeah, they wouldn't be even be able to recognize me if I took my mask off. Uh, but there <laughs> one is... of the things I just realized actually this week is that with that mask, unless your eyes are smiling, people can't tell you if you're smiling or not. Yeah. So, like, somebody will say something, and I'll look at them, and I and some people's face, you can tell their eyes, you know, when right. they're smiling. But there's some that just you don't know. Yeah. It's like a text. You don't know the tone of their voice. Yeah, it changes humor. Yeah. I don't know if you're joking or not. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I, I feed off of that, you know. And, and what I was talking to the gal, I'd stopped in and got a coffee or drive through at uh, Starbucks. And the gal was talking to me. She was, how are you doing with all this? I said, good, how are you? And she goes, you know, I never realized that was how much I relied on lip reading hmm. when I'm talking to people. Yeah, that's a good point. My gram or my my uh, mother-in-law must be really struggling because she's uh, like seventy-five percent deaf and she does mm-hmm. a lot of rip, lip reading. So I haven't even thought about that. Wow. But yeah, that would really struggle. That, yeah, that's there's, just, yeah, there's a whole the whole demographic of people that wouldn't uh-huh. be able to rely on that. Yeah, lip reading isn't going to happen. I have a Mariners. I got a Mariners mask. My wife does a lot of business on offer up and stuff like that. So she found us. Like she got, she's Disney. She loves Disney. So she got Disney masks and I got, 
I got a Mariner's mask, which is it's funny you bring up the whole, you know, men don't, I, I don't, I feel weird about just wearing like a surgical mask or something like that. But now that I got my Mariner's mask, yeah, <laughs> right. that, a fashion him, statement or something like, that. like, Hey, I missed fucking baseball. and I'm going to wear my Mariner's mask into the, well, it's like those biker masks, you know, with the skull. Those would be awesome. You know, but I, got I do one wear, somewhere. I do wear a surgical, uh, one of those little surgical masks and I, I feel weird about it. It's, but I got, I've got a camo uh, one coming, but it's coming from China. So was, it's taking forever to get here. I was joking with a guy I was talking to the other day because he's a big libertarian. And I'm like, what are you freaking out about? Libertarians love masks. Like there's a long history of libertarians wearing, like there's the guy Fox masks, like all that shit. Like, yeah, hide yourself from the government so they don't know what you're doing. Like, yeah. but, but the government tells you to wear a mask and you have this like instant, <laughs> <laughs> like a fuck you aversion. That's like, right. Like, yeah, nobody, no political parties love masks more than the libertarians. And where's that V for Vendetta mask now? Yeah, yeah that thing, that's what you want. The guy well, Fox mask. So yeah. what are they going to do when the, when the banks, the lobbies are all open up? Yeah, uh, criminals walking in there. Yeah, because I know that uh, around your face. Like I've seen westerns. You know, come on. Yeah, <laughs> get the fuck out of my bank, motherfucker. What are you doing? Oh man! So next show, the next episode, we're going to talk about uh, sports, which will be awesome. Steve's got a big black kitty cat just crawled up on your shoulder. <laughs> no yeah, I love it. That's wants Eli. To be, wants to be full and frame too. Hey, yeah, it's like I'm joining this freaking party. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, sports, man, that's going to be a, a really cool episode. I'm going to have to do a little research on that one because we uh, we did a, an, an episode on sports in the first season of this show. It's our least and, popular uh, episode. Yeah, it was like that too is is an escapism. Yeah, man, it, it, we watch it. I know I watch it on Sundays. I'll just turn on either golf. Golf's awesome on Sunday afternoons. Yeah. You can just turn the volume down, you know, do and he like goes off and golf. back and off and back. Um, but, yeah, it's that transference, maybe. I don't know. But I love yeah. watching baseball. Uh, I love watching football. I'm not much of a basketball fan anymore since the Sonics left. Yeah. But um love watching the MMA. And I, I, I noticed that – Without yeah. the fans, that it's 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 not the same because on that NASCAR yesterday, the Darlington whatever, there is no pre-race track practices, no time trials. They limited their crew, so basically, get your car there, turn it, start it, and go. Mm. But nobody, there's no cheering. You know, you heard a lot more noise from the cars, but and even in the MMA, you heard their breathing. You can hear the the punches hit, where you're not going to hear it with the crowd. Yeah. You do get that, you know, that crowd. There's some energy from the crowd. Yeah, yeah. Even on TV. Yeah. They should pump it in. They should do it fake. Yeah. yeah. Like a laugh. Just have, just have a guy with a switch, and every time something good happens, he just turns it up a little bit. <laughs> have you watched any of those old shows with that laugh track in it? Yeah. yeah. yeah we might have to go back to it. Oh my god, that's horrible. I know. Isn't that awful? 
Oh, the comedian. Yes. On, didn't uh, used to be. I didn't used to notice, but man, no. It's tough now. <laughs> oh, yeah. There's comedians though. I, I was watching on YouTube. There's this guy. He kind of got his start on YouTube, and he does a thing called the. Um, the social distancing social hour, <laughs> which is kind of funny. And it's a live thing, but he'll have other comedians come in as sort of the audience. Cause comedy is one of those things like you really need to feed off the crowd. It's hard to be funny when there's mm-hmm. no one in the, you know, listening to you. Right. And so he'll, he'll do these like little comedy shows where there'll be like three comedians will perform, but the whole zoom screen will be full. There'll be like 10, people in the zoom thing that he records and it's kind of cool how they are sort of the audience right like they're all laughing or whatever chuckling to whatever the comedian says and it's interesting how how maybe sports will have to do something like that i don't know but we don't want to uh ruin it for next week that's right so we're gonna check out here thanks for listening uh to the podcast punk theology pod on twitter yeah reach out to us yeah man send us an email uh yeah. theology podcast at gmail you can see our ugly mugs on uh youtube if you if you stop by our youtube channel punktheology.net is the website which is had a bit of a facelift so stop on by we'd love to love to see you cool. till next time we're out peace yeah. Thanks for listening to Punk Theology. Want to make a punk robot joyful, jovial, jolly, gleeful? Hit that subscribe button. Like, as if the PT podcast was your lift driver. Would you please leave PT that coveted five-star review? Thanks. You fucking rock. You can email the punks at punktheologypod at gmail.com. Yeah, they would love to read yours on the show. Follow Punk Theology on Twitter. At Punk Theology Pod. And don't forget to join the Facebook group, Punk Theology Pub. The Punk Theology Podcast is the sole property of DigitalAudioProject.com, LLC. Who is responsible for its content? <laughs>